This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. What is the state of the Philadelphia real estate market as the COVID-19 pandemic continues? What are realtors seeing right now? What are they expecting going forward? To get some insight, we reconnected with Maria Quattrone. She is owner and founder of Maria Quattrone and Associates at Remax at Home. Now, we spoke with her a few months ago, reconnected this week to take the temperature of the Philadelphia real estate market. Give a listen. So we spoke in the summer to kind of get a feel for what you were seeing in the real estate market. So what's the update? Uh, Is the market about the same as what it was last time we talked? Better or worse? Uh, Do you see shifts in what people are looking for? What are you seeing? Wow. Yeah, Matt, there is a lot going on in the Philadelphia metro market for sure. You see um, right now we're almost at the end of October. Uh, It's still a pretty brisk market. Buyers and sellers are still looking to move. Um, It's not too late this year to, if 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 you are thinking to get your property on the market and get sold this year, there are buyers that are still looking for property. If you're looking out in the suburbs, there are especially in the under $500,000, under a million price range, there's multiple offers on properties. People are looking for more space to spread out. Um, some of the things that we've seen from the, over the last, what, four months or so, people want uh, a bigger yard. They want dedicated home office. In some cases, they want two dedicated home offices, but at least one, because most folks are still working from home. They also want a less dense neighborhood, and that could mean that they're living in the city and they want to move to the suburbs or they're in an apartment and they want to move to a small house. So they're in a, a two-story home and they want to move to a three-story home or they're in a three-story home and they want to move to a single family home. So it's all dependent or of where they are coming from now. You see some buyers coming from New York City that are looking to still stay in the city, but they want a less dense city to live in. And Philadelphia is a good choice for them because, you know, it's only an hour and what, 10 minutes or so, 20 minutes maybe on the train maximum. And so we see that um, as a trend as well. Are you saying, take me back to, let's go to October 2019. How much different is what people are looking for now? Is it a complete, you talk about people wanting less dense and all that. Was that a trend or is that a pandemic that has taken us in a completely other direction? Matt, 2019, we did not experience that. In fact, downtown Philadelphia, Center City, and surrounding areas was very, very busy. Um, We had a probably since, gosh, 2011, we've had a run of prices increasing, more development happening. January 2020 was an outstanding month for real estate in town. February, amazing. And then, bam, COVID. So people stuck in their homes for months. And with that and with the kids, they're reevaluating, does this house have everything I need? And do I want to continue to stay here? And if they were sitting at home thinking about that for, gosh, I mean, months and months and months, they determined this, this house just doesn't have enough space. 
It doesn't have a big enough yard. I can't have my kids running around in the street. I need a place for the dog to run out. There's all these things. So they, they've reevaluated where they are, what they want, and what their future looks like. One of the other things that since we last spoke, Matt, is that people, consumers want to be closer to their family. So we see people moving from Center City to Reading, from Fishtown to Mullica Hill. Also, I have clients moving from Francisville to, to Denver. They determined that being closer to family was more important than staying where they are. Because with COVID, if they didn't see their family often, as you know, and they become part of their bubble, then they couldn't see them. So this is something that I don't think people, anybody saw coming. That, that is the determining factor of also of where people are moving today. We have talked a lot on the po- in other podcasts about the growing divide in America, the, the kind of the haves and have-nots. From a realtor standpoint, do you feel that? Like, is there a section that is looking for the high-end place, you know, 500000 a million? And then on the other hand, are you dealing with, you know, foreclosures coming across or people kind of desperate to, to refinance, to, to get cash? Do you notice kind of a divide there or, or not really? Not really necessarily seeing a divide. What I am seeing is that people that are out of work are considering what they're going to do next. And should they sell their home? Should they rent? You know, this isn't like uh, 2008 where you had people that had homes that couldn't afford them. The lending criteria has been very strict over the last 12 years. And there's additional guidelines from the government that were put in uh, to save consumers from, you know, fraud and, and things that, you know, predatory lending. So most people do have equity in their home right now and they can refi rates. Can you believe this? You can refi at a 15 year rate and be just under 2%. In some cases, the payment stays the same and they go from a 30 year to a 15 year. So we are seeing tons of people refi. I mean, the mortgage bankers and and brokers are extremely busy Um, The title companies are very busy. It is a very busy time in real estate. Search for homes is at an all-time high. We're seeing 50% um, increase in search. That means on the third-party aggregates, uh, whether it's like Realtor or Zillow or um, any of these, these other ones that are out there. And the buyers are thinking and the sellers are thinking, what do I want? What should I do? Where should I go? And if they had forbearance, that means that that's probably going to be up in March, April, or May, and they have to make some decisions if they're going to stay in that house, if they are going to um, sell that property because they're not working. Look, there's entire fields, entire industries, excuse me, that are not employed right now, right? You have what's going on with the restaurants. You have what's going on in the arts and theater And then there's people that support those businesses, you know, the workers that are the security and that are in catering and all these other businesses down the the line that are affected. So you are seeing a very diverse and it doesn't mean 
in regards to if you're a high income earner or a lower income earner, because the, the essential people of the, that are working at the grocery stores and that are working in food service, um, supply, manufacturing like that are extremely busy. So they're making more money. Um, some of the other people who may have a higher income are not employed right now. So it's not divided in the way that you would think it's divided. It's more divided by industry, if that makes any sense. No, absolutely. Would this be in a quote-unquote normal year, as we're talking here a week and a half before Halloween, would this be a busy time for you? Well, we're pretty busy pretty much through most of the year because of the way that we do our business. But I definitely think October is probably a little bit busier than normal. You still have people that want to that want to be in their home before the holidays. Um, most people like to be settled by Thanksgiving, if not, then before Christmas. You know the Christmas holidays that come up, and people want to be sold before the cold hits. So we do do business throughout the whole year. I mean, Philadelphia usually slows down a little bit in December, January, but it's weather dependent, Matt. I mean, this January, our company had the best month. January 2020, since we opened, which was insane. So we thought here we are having it like 2020 was going to be amazing. And in, and you know what I'll tell you that it actually has been pretty amazing because there's been a lot of silver linings that have come from uh, everything that's happened. And we're blessed and grateful to help so many buyers and sellers especially in multiple offer situations, people really need an expert in their, on their right side uh, to navigate through that. And in the cases of properties that aren't doing as well, having understanding the market, understanding how to get ahead of it and make adjustments now so that they make more money now because they're probably going to make less money later. First time we talked, you talked about how you had adjusted things as far as Zoom, uh, virtual showing, stuff like that. Have you had to integrate any other changes? Or as this has gone on and, and have you reverted a little bit more as people have kind of gotten a little more comfortable with just wearing a mask and being out, has it gotten a little bit back to the traditional steps you would go through to, to go through the process? Matt, we're still staying safe and keeping our our clients and potential clients safe. I mean, our first interview, and I say interview, and that's our listing consult, is online. And then once we determine that we're going to be working together, then we'll schedule a time for me to walk through and do the staging consult in person, where I will help them prep the property for sale. So we are taking different approach uh, to that in regards to showings. The showings are we're not letting five people in the house at a time. It's three people, two buyers, usually it's two buyers and the agent and the appointments are a half hour in between appointments. And they also have to sign a COVID form that says they haven't been exposed that they know of. And they haven't had a fever, been around anybody that's had COVID in last 72 hours. So we have things in place that we didn't have uh, pre COVID like zoom meetings still. The appointments stacked with half hour intervals, COVID forms that are in place, sanitizing, um, masked booties in some cases, especially when people 
want the shoes off. So there's a lot of things that we put in place that we didn't have, uh, we weren't doing nine months ago. Are there specific things that were hot up until February or were trending in the upward direction that have just fallen off a cliff that you just, nobody is interested in these features or these, you know, older houses, uh, you know, fixer up or stuff like that. Have, has that, have you had certain aspects that have really changed from there? I think one of the hardest hit areas is probably condominiums. Um, people not feeling safe getting into elevators with multiple people. I think the other part of the market that's tough is a fixer upper for people. For investors, 100%, that is a great type of property to buy if they can find one that makes sense financially, because a lot of them want more money than they're probably worth. But for a homeowner to buy a fixer upper that needs extensive work is very difficult. With the supply chains right now uh, being tougher to get products, appliances, um, certain tiles, they, a lot of a lot of the industry is backed up. And what does that mean? That means that it's hard to even get the people that are in the industry building to get it done, let alone a homeowner trying to hire somebody to renovate their property. I think that is a very, very difficult thing for a homeowner to do right now, especially when they're juggling working from home, kids at home, going to school from home. When I saw somebody told me it was called smart school. I'm like, smart school at home. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think it's a really tough, it's a tough nut to crack. And if those properties are best suited for invest investors right now, allow the allow the, the the trades to do that work versus the homeowner. So those two um I think are the toughest. So overall, is the Philadelphia housing market, if you had to grade it right now, what would you what would you grade it for buyers and what would you grade it for sellers? So the Philadelphia metro market is a market full of micro markets. So it really depends on the location and the price range. And then, of course, the condition of the property. So we are seeing that buyers do want turnkey properties, which means they're move-in ready and in good condition. You will see the higher end of the market. So over a million and up in Center City is a tougher market for sure. Under 750, pretty much all through the metro market is extremely busy. And especially in the suburbs, um, there's multiple offers. So it's great to be a seller and it's great to be a buyer. And you're like, well, how can that be? So for the seller, you're probably right now going to net the most money uh, for your home than you would have in a very, very long time, probably ever. And for a buyer, you can get an interest rate for 3% or just under. So that's pretty exciting because this is the first time in a long and ever that buyers are able to get in. So that means your money goes so much further. You can lock in for 30 years. If you did a 15 year, you could even get a lower rate into the 1.8, 1.9. So it's a great time to find that home of your dreams and work with uh, some really great people in the industry. I know you're you're so busy and you're waist deep in a day in, day out. But it 
feels like all the things we've kind of talked about, it's kind of like from 30,000 feet, it's kind of like a reshuffling of things. Do, do you start to take that big picture look of how what you're, what we've gone through these last few months, how it's going to affect the market for the next however many years? So, Matt, we, it's being written as we speak. We are living in it. We are boots on the ground. And as the weeks and months pass, we are able to see what exactly is happening. And I will tell you that you are, we are seeing a trend of people wanting bigger space. And it's all relative to where they are right now. And I think, you know, look at the cities. You still don't have people in the towers going to work. So if they're not in the towers going to work, it's hard to support businesses that are around there. I think you're going to see a reshuffling of how people want to live. I mean, look at the more rural areas haven't been affected at all by any of this. So it's what people are going to be comfortable with. Um, I'm watching it very, very closely. I do a monthly market update uh, that tells all about the Philadelphia metro market, where things are moving, what is hot, what's not. And we're still seeing that under 750 is a very, very strong market in the burbs and in core center city. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.